Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather, science, earth science, and especially on Fridays, just about anything off topic, because we give those episodes to you more on Open Line Friday coming up in a bit, which is just two days from now. And I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Berninger. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 146 for Wednesday, January 27, 2021. And we will begin, actually, today's science-themed and film-themed episode in just a second. But before we do that, I want to set things up because uh, it actually goes hand in hand a little bit with uh, current conditions and the current affair of the weather in the United States right now. Those of you that are listening from Minnesota, North Dakota, Montana, even South Dakota, Boy, you know what's going on. Uh, For the first time this winter season, some absolutely brutally cold air has settled into the states. This morning, temperatures in northern Minnesota went pretty close to 30 below zero. That's without the wind chill. That's what you're actually reading on your backyard thermometers. Uh, Just to give you a short cross-section early this morning when I looked, War Road, Minnesota, a place, by the way, I have been and visited 27 below zero this morning. Halleck was 22 below. Baudette was 28 below. Uh, Waskish was 26 below. Stephen Dawn, 22 below. And Greenbush, uh, 24 below zero. So um, obviously, it was just one of those mornings where it was indeed eye-watering cheek-numbing, vowel-slurring cold. And in addition to that, much of the country has seen additional snowfall that has brought the lower 48 total, the, the snowpack, the percentage of the lower 48 covered, to over 50% for the first time this year. So that is a record for this year. It is the highest amount of snow and uh, That's pretty much thanks to the snow that fell in Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, and uh, parts of Wisconsin and Illinois uh, over the last 48 hours. If you'd like to see that map, uh, I have posted that map on weatherjazz.com, episode number 146. So we have the snowpack and we have the snowy scene in at least 50% now of the country, and in some cases, Uh, Places as far south as North Texas, uh, southern areas of uh, Arizona, and also southern New Mexico. So there are a lot of places that uh, typically don't see a lot of snow that uh, are certainly snowy on this Wednesday morning. That leads me to today's movie-themed episode. All right, who doesn't remember the snowy film scenes on Frank Kappa's film, It's a Wonderful Life, and uh, just the very thought of the film, and it's a tradition for a lot of families right around Christmas time, 
you remember those snowy scenes in Bedford Falls. I posted a couple of pictures from the film on weatherjazz.com, episode number 146, just in case you want your memory refreshed. My guess is it doesn't need to be because uh, most people, if not anybody and everybody that has ever seen Christmas films, knows of this film. Now, the only person, apparently, that they had in mind for the lead role, uh, it was, in fact, Jimmy Stewart, and they were able to secure him for this film. This was kind of one of those sleeper films, and uh, it um, expired its copyright and became uh, one of those public domain films. And so a lot of television stations uh, back in the day, because it was free, began to run It's a Wonderful Life on television at Christmas time. And then all of a sudden, the popularity of this film just shot up. It was okay. It did okay in the box office when it first came out, but its real popularity came years, actually decades later, when the copyright ran out and they just didn't bother with it because it was considered centrally a flop. But Of course, now we know otherwise, it is not a flop indeed. Now, Bedford Falls was essentially the fictional town that was modeled after Seneca Falls in New York. A lot of people don't know that, but if you go to Seneca Falls, New York, I believe that there is a uh, a museum for the uh, It's a Wonderful Life film. But let's get back to Bedford Falls. Falls, because this was a huge set, and it was built on the RKO Ranch in Encino, California. The set construction actually took two months to build, and it was one of the longest sets ever created for a movie. It actually ran three city blocks with 75 stores and buildings, and it covered four acres. This was a huge movie set. And they actually transplanted 20 full-grown oak trees in the town to make it look like it had been there much longer than it had been because it was literally had just been built. But what I want to talk about today is actually the snow. You see, up to that point, uh, a lot of the snow, the fake snow that had been used in other scenes and in other films, was actually white-painted cornflakes, and they fell in the background, and that was okay because the actors and actresses didn't have to actually go through the snow, walk through the snow. It was always in the background. Well, This presented a bit of a problem for Frank Kappa, uh, who produced the film, because a lot of the actresses and actors were literally not only walking through the streets, which were filled with snow, but running through the streets. Who can remember Jimmy Stewart running through the streets of Bedford Falls screaming, Mary, Mary. And, uh, of course, that would present a bit of a problem because you can't be running through cornflakes. The audio would have been way too crunchy and just something would have been amok. So they had to figure something else out. So they came up with a new way to do snow. It was a chemical-type snow, 
and they used 3,000 tons of shaved ice in this chemical snow. They, they mixed the ice with what comes out of a fire extinguisher, the foam, and they also mixed in some sugar and a little bit of uh, water. And they were able to, to use large fans to kind of blow it apart, and it looked so much more like snow than the uh, the white painted frosted uh, cornflakes. So th- they were able to walk through it because there was no noise from this snow that was all over this four acre lot. And uh, so they were able to kind of uh, come up with something new. So they needed something new. And of course, that led to the invention of this kind of artificial snow so that uh, they could film more uh, films and and uh, things of that nature using this method instead of the painted cornflakes. And a lot of people, I guess, don't know that uh, Frank uh, Capra, Capra is his name, C-A-P-R-A, Frank Capra was also a trained engineer. So he got together with his special effects supervisor. His name was Russell Shearman, and uh, that's where they engineered this new type of artificial snow for the film, and it blew over the entire set. Now, the film itself was done in the summer, and this particular summer that they filmed It's a Wonderful Life was a particularly hot year in Southern California. And so there were actually a number of days of shooting that were canceled because it got so hot that uh, it just presented a problem with uh, people sweating. And, of course, they're, they're dressed for winter, so uh, that, that that's just not something that's going to, uh, to feel very nice or work very well for the actors uh, because uh, they had to pretend that it was wintertime when they were shooting this. But even on the days that they were shooting, it was pretty warm, and they may may have been romping through this snowy scene, but in most cases, what you didn't see is that a lot of the actors, actors and actresses were actually perspiring. So there you have it, the real story behind It's a Wonderful Life. Next time you see it, uh, maybe you can look for the glistening beads of sweat on some of the actors and actresses as they took part in filming this film. Wonderful film. It's a tradition for a lot of folks. And perhaps in about 10 months when the film starts appearing again on local television, maybe you even have it on DVD. I have a a colorized version of it. Um, I actually got to meet uh, the young lady, very, very young lady, who at the time was uh, just a, a toddler, essentially. Zuzu was her name in the film. She was the one um, who gave her dad, Jimmy Stewart, a flower. Um, and if you remember that scene, very, very lovely scene. Uh, I got to meet Zuzu. Uh, we brought her in uh, as a part of a church function, and uh, she talked about uh, what it was like to work with Jimmy Stewart. She had nothing but wonderful, wonderful things to say about Jimmy Stewart and uh, really working on that film. And uh, so she brought with her DVDs, the original black and white, but the colorized version too, which is really outstanding. And uh, so I have a signed copy from 
Uh, Connie Grimes is her real name, and she's the one who played the little girl, Zuzu. Well, that'll do it for this uh, science-themed and film-themed episode of Weather Jazz today. Hope you enjoyed it. And a special thanks to those that have partnered with Weather Jazz to support Weather Jazz so that we can expand the episodes and the frequency too. Christine Barnes in Ohio, Bill Martin in Florida, Andrea Rich in Tennessee. And we're looking for that special corporate or commercial sponsor. And if you'd like to be that person, contact me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Also, we are coming up on Open Line Friday. That's just two days from now. I welcome your input, and you can easily reach me and give me your question via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. It's 234-525-5888, 234-525-5888. The number is on weatherjazz.com in every episode so that uh, you can quickly transcribe it if you need to. You can also email me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Hey, we'll see you on Friday. Open Line Friday, Free For All Friday, with another fun episode right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.